eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sunday afternoon, July 30th, practice number four, Gillette Stadium. This is Six Rings and Football Things, your daily podcast these days to recap all things Patriots training camp practice visits, maybe some recruiting of certain running backs, everything that's going on in the world of Patriots. That ooh you hear is WEEI.com beat reporter Mike Cadlick. I'm Andy Hart. And let's get the ooh out of the way first and foremost before we get to the practice action, which, little teaser, I kind of enjoyed the practice action. Offense actually contributed some momentum, some plays, some fun. But let's get to a would-be potential offensive player. And who knows, by the time you hear this podcast, maybe there'll be some updates news-wise on this. But Ezekiel Elliott was in town on Saturday, met with the Patriots reportedly, and then had dinner, according to my eyes, yeah. via social media with Mac Jones. Very strangely, uh, on the same one side of the more table. awkward photos you'll ever see. Yeah. Now, talking to other people that really broke it down, there's menus on the other side of the table, so they were either waiting for other people to join them or those people went to the bathroom or something. It also was interesting that in the photo that most fans, if you're listening to this podcast, probably have seen on social media, um, (laughs) Ezekiel Elliott looked like he wanted nothing to do with talking to Mac Jones and vice versa. They're sitting there and they're both looking straight ahead with no like. It was like a bad date or something, like waiting for their friend to come save them and getting the hell out of there. But Ezekiel Elliott... Uh, and you even noted during practice today, Matt Groh was on the field and yes. on his cell phone for a long time. Obviously, the immediate speculation is, oh, could he be talking to Zeke? Closing the, deal. closing the deal. Do you want him to close the deal? Do you think Zeke Elliott, coming off of 3.8 yards per carry, mm-hmm. coming off of, I believe it's seven straight years, his yards per game have gone down, but can still bang the ball into the end zone, dozen touchdowns for the Cowboys a year ago. Um, do you want Zeke Elliott to be the answer to the Patriots' veteran running back needs? Yeah, for the right price, I think Zeke would make a lot of sense for this team. Um, they're clearly looking for that spell back for Ramondre. Um, I mean, they, they've they had that banger-type player, Fournette, Daryl Henderson, some Dalvin Cook on the radar, now yep. Zeke. So, like, that's the kind of guy they're clearly looking to bring in. If Zeke's the one they bring in, I think it's perfect. I think, again, he's still, he's you're right, his yards per carry have gone down. He's getting older, but... He's not going to be relied on. He's going to be that second guy to Ramondre. And he's also really good in pass pro, yep. which I think is a plus because 
yesterday or today rather, and we'll get to it. The offense looked really good. They had a solid day. And then for one series, Mac Jones couldn't even get the ball off because the pass pro was so right. bad. So um, bringing a guy like him again who can spell Ramondre, help in pass pro, a decent pass catcher as well. Um, for the right price, yeah, sure, why not? What that price is, we'll have to wait and see. But, yeah, no, I think that's a uh, it could be a solid fit. Yeah, two things I would just add to that is you said decent pass catcher. He's had yeah. a 70-catch season. I think he had four straight years with more than, like, 45 catches. So experienced catching the ball out of the backfield. Yep. So if you're looking for him to kind of be that tweener, third down, versatile backup, everything, he might be able to do that. And then something that um, somebody on Twitter brought to my attention, and I would give them name credit if I remembered who they were, but sure. I won't. Um, because I don't, that he has already dealt with the, um, not embarrassed, I don't know what the word is, but he was sort of second, second fiddle, fiddle yeah. to Pollard. Yep. And so therefore maybe he's ready or more acclimated to the idea of coming in and being second fiddle to the star, the right, rising right. star, whatever you want to call Ramondre Stevenson. And I hadn't really thought about that, but because you think of Zeke, Cowboys star running right. back. All pro as a rookie type guy. Right. Yeah. But now he hasn't been that for a little while. So, um, as I said on our station earlier today, beggars can't be choosers. Mm-hmm. I think they need a veteran running back. They need to Hooper get off the pot here with one of them, yeah. figure it out, pay the money, take the cheap one. I almost don't really care. They clear, I mean, they clearly want that. They clearly think that's a need. So if they come out with none of them, then that's telling that they're not, you know, they're not in the best position they want to be because they're showing the interest in what four or five guys now. Absolutely. Yeah. And the one thing I would say on that is, if you wanted to be a real pro Patriots guy, you know, that's what I right do. exactly. That's, what yeah. I, uh, that's why with. you come to six rings. And um, things. If by chance they don't, if you want to read it positively, if they don't reach a deal with any of these veterans, you say, you know what? We liked what we've seen with Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong mm-hmm. last couple of days. We want to see what they do with pads on. We don't need to bring somebody in to take reps away from them. Yeah, that's going to be the tell us the pads this week. Spin. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm doing. This week will tell Because I am uh, intrigued by those guys a little bit. I feel like I'm the You're only a Kevin one. Kevin Harris guy. I really I am. Yeah. Why is no one else intrigued by Kevin Harris? Yeah. He I, looks big. He's catching the ball a little bit now. He had a good career in South Carolina, battled an injury late. So maybe you got that like two years removed from injury. Yeah. You also got second year jump with Patriots running backs. I can sell myself on Kevin Harris being pretty good. Yeah, I can. You, I, I noticed you put him ahead of Pierre Strong when you said their names. So I do. Nobody and does I don't know that. why. You're the and only one who does it. I know. And everybody's like in love with Pierre Strong. Oh, yeah. he's going to be the next James White. And he's super fast. I don't know. If you made me pick just one right now, mm-hmm. and it's really based on nothing because we really haven't seen anything no. from either guy. I think I'd take Harris. And yeah. I think that's a, something about me. I'm like the size power guy yeah. over the speed, <laughs> yeah, smaller guy. Um, but anyway, let's get into the offense, the yep. practice. So first and foremost, I think the most notable thing today is action outside of the red zone. Yes. Some of it did take place in the red zone, but they started near midfield. They had some drives. They even stopped and settled for field goals. Uh, Chad Ryland got probably six field goals, somewhere in that range. Getting um, a lot of reps in that, uh, reps. that kicker battle, which and is good to he see. only missed one, yep. and there were some reporting. Now, I didn't see it, so I can't say it. Some were reporting it might have been a bad hold, okay. but he took full responsibility for the one miss. He nailed all of them. They were all like 42, 45 yards, and they all would have been good from 60, yeah. as the cliche goes. Right. Um, but I actually liked that he said, no, if I kick it, I own it. I had one miss today. So I like that. I, I kind of liked that. But the offense... Um, I thought multiple groupings, so Mac Jones's group, yeah. then Bailey Zappi may have had the best quarterback practice of anyone in camp through the first four days. Yep. He made at least three throws, maybe four, that I th- were, thought were some of the best quarterback throws um, to date. A couple of them in the back left corner yes. of the end zone were just pretty balls. Now, he also made a hideous throw on a Jack Jones pass defense on an out. That's yeah. like... Don't do that That ruined, that, that ruined his day. It did. It really did. Yeah. I was like rolling. That was Jalen Mills, wasn't it? 
Uh, maybe it was Jalen. I, I don't know. Was, anyway, but same play. Like, I was up rolling here, right. momentum, and I'm like, okay. And, and I've been the one that's poo-pooing. There's yeah. no competition. It's Mac, and then and which and there I, still isn't. I, there still isn't. <laughs> but I thought Zappy had a really nice day. But to start things off, I thought Mac had a pretty good day. It's funny because a couple of his throws were um, mind and scheme throws. He had one on a touchdown to Ramondre Stevenson on like a swing pass yeah. in the yep. red zone that he gave a hand motion to get Ramondre in motion across. He was behind him across the backfield. And it was almost like, and I'm reading too much into this. I know, okay. but it was almost like he saw, Oh, we got this. And they did. Yeah. I right. think Hunter Henry ran a little rub screen thing. Ramondre caught the ball, turned it, and it was an easy touchdown. He also had another one to Kevin Harris. That's my what guy I was just going to build on the right yeah. side. So, you know, there's no shame in touchdowns that are to the running backs. I would just say this offense, the way they've been, the fact that Mac was getting his unit in the end zone, then Zappy was getting his unit in the end zone. That was progression for me. Yeah, and with the uh, him knowing what they had in the defense and hitting Ramondre for that touchdown. Yep. The same thing happened with the Kevin Harris play. There was yep. a blitz coming off the side. Mac read the blitz, threw into the blitz to Harris for the touchdown. It was a, it was a zone, and nobody had Harris. Zone blitz, touchdown, boom, and Mac again. He's reading reading it like he didn't really do last season. So right. there's even like we saw it through the first couple of days. There was. Flashes of like understanding that okay, this is a new offense and there's something here. Mm-hmm. It just there was no results because it was so tight and all those built-in excuses that we used the last week. Yep. Today it was like okay, there's something here. It makes sense and we actually saw results. And the downside, I would say, so we talked about Zappy. The downside was one bad throw. Yep. Um, for Mac, there was a series after. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna paint a little quick picture here. Sure. He finished one play with a scramble touchdown. Yep in which I personally think Jawan Bentley would have lit him up somewhere on the five-yard line. I think Jawan Bentley thinks he would have lit him <laughs> yeah. up somewhere on the five. And Matt kind of celebrated, spun the ball, danced, waved to the crowd. The next series, um, the defense seemed like they had a little extra energy and edge. I don't think they liked Mac's celebration, and he really couldn't find anywhere to go with the football. Right. I think there were three straight plays that were either sacks, quote-unquote, or he had to tuck it and yeah. run. Obviously not what you're looking for there. So it wasn't all great, but... Which that's a little bit more like, okay, so they both had good days. Zappy's downside was a poor decision. Max's downside was a poor decision on the touchdown run that then right. made the defense try harder, which in right. turn his line doesn't do well, which makes his decision-making more difficult. Right. Um, so it is a work in progress. Um, I think if we're going to do a major takeaway through four days, the personnel groupings, the motions, the formations, the different things that you can directly tie to Bill O'Brien. Yes. And, you know, yesterday your boy – Kasiki talking yeah. about no mistakes and things of that. And like, right. we are doing a lot yeah. of that. So Discipline. I think that's good. Discipline. Now, your guy, uh, Gasicki, uh, unfortunately had a touchdown today that was waved off yep. uh, due to Bill Belichick or somebody blowing a whistle, calling it basically blowing the play dead, that yep. it would have been a sack. So unfortunately. Still uh, non existent. Yeah, I would the, say, um, Mike Gasicki has the 12 been. touchdown guy is <laughs> yeah. not yet in the uh, touchdown rankings no. for training camp. It's uh, still, that's like. That's one of my big takeaways, and I wrote about it on WEI.com on Saturday, Like, and we talked about it here, too, just before that. But the the invisible invisibility, invisibleness, whatever you want to call it, yep. of Mike Kosicki is really telling so far. Like, yep. it's, he has not done anything. No, and I would argue that Sokol is more notab- yeah. notable at times, and certainly Hunter Henry, because I yeah. think Henry's been over great. four days, he's probably your best offensive player yeah. um, in totality, because he seems like every day he's been out there making some plays. Yeah. Um, Defensively, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say anything really stood out today. There was some pass rush. There was, you know, your traditional um, Jonathan Jones on the outside, Marcus Jones in the slot, Christian Gonzalez on the outside, 
Still like Gonzalez. He had a borderline pick six yeah, ready to happen yeah. today that he didn't haul in. Um, every day I feel like you see something that you like from him and then you like to hear. Um, we talked to Jalen Mills after practice, how smart he is. He asks all these questions and sort of, and I, I think Mills almost treated it the way we do. Like the given is, look at him. He has yeah. the build, the athleticism. Now it's, is he smart? Does he right. learn? Because Mills was actually in his own right talking about how he had a play today that was based off film study and something they had done on the opposite side of the field two days earlier, blah, blah, blah. And that's that's the that's where you get the real professional corners, the the Stefan Gilmores and the film watching. And I don't want to put the cart before the horse and call Gonzalez the next Gilmore, but um, he certainly has a lot of potential and you see it more and more. Every yeah. Day. Two things that stood out for me defensively were one. Jack Jones' instincts are, like, uncanny. He still looks great in that regard. He jumped a route uh, during the first group of 11s yep. with, the, with the second team, uh, and he, he dropped it, but it was a good pass breakup. And then when they came down closer to the – it wasn't quite that red zone, but it was that, you know, second 11-on-11 uh, 11 -11 period. He did get some reps with the starters opposite Christian Gonzalez. So yep. they're starting to work him in there. Uh, the other observation, Marcus Jones did not have a good day today. He got cooked a couple times. He – he Mario got Douglas. shook really bad by yeah. Mario Douglas. Yep. I mean, uh, one time. I continue to say it. I don't see it with him. I really yeah. don't. I see an elite returner. I see elite with the ball in his hands. I see marginal cornerback play. And I'm sorry, but if Mario Douglas is toasting you with right. relative ease. Trey Nixon, too. Trey Nixon. Yeah, like, he got him on one in the corner of the end Tyreek zone. These aren't Tyreek Hill. These right. aren't Julian Edelman. These aren't the best of the best slot receivers or whatever. And your guy... I'm your guy, guy. Fitzy. I have a lot of guys. Fitzy, yeah. Okay. Your guy, Fitzy, he loves to trumpet some PFF stat that Marcus Jones ranked something in coverage among slot corners, college. Okay. I don't care. I've watched it now for a year and a half. You're I more of an eyes guy than a PFF yes. guy. Yeah, I would agree for the most part. And I don't really see the upside to him. I was actually talking about this with Phil Pelly, Perry, not Pelly. Phil Pelly. Phil Pelly uh, on the Media Hill mm -hmm. and just this, like, do I think he can be a competitive NFL corner? Maybe. I don't see an upside. I don't see him as like. Well, oh, his upside is his, you know, the return game. Yeah. The, the stuff that's not on so defense. Let's, yeah. he, let's move him to offense right. and have return and offense upside. Yeah. Um, so that's just, I agree. I don't think he is, he has, he has struggled in chase. He's always chasing. Somebody yeah. else says, yeah. he seems to always be chasing. Yeah. And that's not a great way to play corner, slot corner by any means. Um, anybody else on defense or special teams stick out? And I will say that we are live from, yes. I don't know, some little patio just off the practice fields here. So you may hear some background noise or fans leaving and people cleaning up a lawnmower. Tent, yeah. a lawnmower. It's all, you know, we bring you the sights, yeah, the sounds, the news, live. the notes, everything. Um, anything else from uh, Mike Cadlick's world famous WEI <laughs> observations? Let's see. Um, Who'd you have the player of the day? Demario uh, Douglas. Okay. Demario. I like it. Yeah. I'm think, on him for the fifth receiver role. Yeah. I thought, you know, hell, I might doing, be on him for more than that. Yeah. Over Taekwon, perhaps. Taekwon actually looks pretty good today. So, Couple I touchdowns. thought Taekwon, it was very weird. You know the little half moon thing when they warm up early? Yeah. He looked really slow. Like everybody else was faster than him. And I'm like, yeah. you're supposed to be fast. Then I was up close to him. And for a minute, I just gazed at his legs and we're like, dude's legs are twigs. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, and then later in practice, he actually looked pretty good. He yeah. had a couple plays, had a couple back to back nice, touchdowns. Yeah, in the back, like corner of the end zone mm -hmm. side of the. So good day. I would say a good day overall from him yeah. after I wondered early if he was like running slow or dealing with something. So yeah, I'll take him. And player of the day, like I said, Douglas, um, he's on the fast track to make the team. 
he like is just, going to potentially be a preseason star. He's. I was going to say, but I don't think he's only going to make the team. I think he's actually going to get some reps on offense in the regular season. Like he's not just that. like. Well, you know why I could see that too is like, Bill O'Brien, knows what the old slot receivers used to look right, like. Right, right. Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, and I think there's probably part of him that's like, I know you guys been doing this thing with the bigger guys that can block mm-hmm. and like whatever, wherever it went when I wasn't here. Yeah. But this guy seems like he can do the job and might be fun and right. exciting and make some plays. Even if it's not, you know, full-time. I'm not talking about 140 catches like Wes Welker. But, but I like, mean, if he can get off the ball at four yards and be open and Mackie yeah. Edelman and he can stretch to six two times a drive? Like, it's, are you kidding me? That's what they had. Especially for an offense that what right. we're seeing so far is not a lot of separation, not a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of guys getting open. Mac has had to pull it down. If you give him – I mean, how long, many times did we say over the years, like, oh, Tom Brady getting rid of the ball in 2.1 right. seconds. Like, if you want to do that, somebody's got to get open quick. Yep. Mario Douglas looks like he can get open quick. Like, exactly. uh, let's piece it all together and see if this there's a even if you didn't intend it. Right? Maybe you signed Juju with a certain vision of the offense and the slot position. Oh, and this is the Mario Douglas guy. Falls your take right, advantage you signed, of your weapons. Yeah, you drafted him in the sixth round, and oh, he can do it. Right? Just, who cares how you got there? Just right. do it. Just take advantage of your opportunities. So, right. um, I did also want to talk about the offensive line for a minute. Yep. Give uh, every. I feel like every couple of days we should just sort of give updates there. Mm-hmm. So um, our guy, Bill Murray, still getting yeah, reps at guard. Still rolling. Um, ran a very fast penalty lap today when I think he false started. Yeah, that's um, what it was. There was like a confusion on a snap, and he moved. Very fast penalty lap. Yeah. I let, those are the types of things that earn you exactly. fill-in roles and reps. And that's stuff. why he's in the role, because he does yep. stuff like that. Uh, and we've talked about Riley Reef and Connor McDermott getting reps at right tackle. Well, today they went with a little jumbo package yeah. with – Riley Reef at right tackle and Connor McDermott next to him is the extra offensive lineman, something that bears watching. Uh, I didn't actually notice this today, but Jake Andrews apparently was not. Yeah, it was in not the here. Mix today. And neither was uh, your guy, Kayshawn Boutte. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, that's fair, but he wasn't here. He's either. had a tough couple of days. Yeah. Here. He might need to either time to go away or just to collect himself. Right. Um, but so the offensive line still a work in progress there in the tackle position. I will say, Trent Brown's been out there. And I think Trent Brown just being out there, like consistently looking at left tackle and saying Trent Brown is at left tackle. Again, I don't know if that's like this great foundation for a great year, but it's better than the alternative, yeah. right? Yeah, he's, he's there. He's the guy. It's like it reminds me of Gonzalez at corner. You stick him there, you trust him, right. and it's there. That's what it's. That's what it feels like from Trent. So Another far. note from the offensive line. I saw. Um, didn't see how it happened, but uh, Cole Strange pancake Dietrich wise. <laughs> I did see that on top of him. Yeah. Which, doesn't really surprise me with Cole Strange, yeah. uh, even though they don't have pads on still. And another note from the offensive line, early in practice, uh, David Andrews, captain, offseason award winner, uh, I think he drank too much Gatorade before practice because it um, it came oh, back really? up I missed that a one. little bit. So, And he might have had a little something-something going on today. Yeah. But means nothing because I always like to point out the guy I saw struggle with the heat most consistently over my tenure covering this team was Logan Mankins. And I would never question how hard he worked right. or how invested he was or how good he was. So some sometimes stuff happens. Before we wrap this up, any other news, notes, anecdotes, any plays of the day, anything you want to get in? Uh, let's see. Um, Trace McSorley. There was a kid yeah, singing McSorley. the Trace McSorley yeah. song. The on only the one today. is Jordan Helig again looks like he's on the fast track to be the special teams guy. That they how want. many special teams guys do you need? We'll talk about that on a different day. Yeah. You don't have to answer. This is six rings and football things. Practice number four is in the books at Gillette Stadium. Beautiful Sunday afternoon. A little cooler. The sun yes. was bright and warm, but the, the humidity was gone. Thanks to the thick. thunder. No, no. Much nicer. And maybe the kickers like that. Maybe Chad Ryland yeah. like that. Maybe some of the other guys like that. The ball moving through the air. Um, my guy Beringer continuing to kill the ball. 
Bateman struggled a little bit uh, uh-huh. at times yeah. in a post-practice uh, drill where they did up-downs with the coverage guys, which I loved because, you know, high school hardo right. like me, up-downs <laughs> on an NFL field. Tremendous. He is uh, Mike Cadlick. Read his notes and stories on weei.com. I'm Andy Hart. We'll be back on Monday. Yep. When I think our fingers are crossed, we think we're going to get pads. And I will say we saw a precursor of that today with lots of work on the running game. Yes. Which I think was laying the foundation for actual running game work on Monday. Uh, Appreciate you listening. Subscribe, rate, review, download the Odyssey app. Get us on Spotify, wherever you want us. Just keep on listening and maybe tell a friend. Back on Monday, Six Rings and Football Things. Thanks, everyone. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.